I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brew Force. Fine patrons, welcome to the Gildram Grawkhouse and Tea Room. My, of course, I'm Jasper's bit whistle, and, um, you know, it's so nice to see so many of you here to partake in my stories, you know. Um, as a storyteller, of course, you know, there's nothing more than you want uh, out of life than to have an audience that is there uh, consistently that like to hear the tales that you tell. I mean, that in and of itself is its own reward. You know, um, you certainly don't need any thanks or, um, you know, accolades or, or applause even, or, or honestly anyone to stand up for you in court. When the uh, veritable pillars of the airship industry decide, you know what, let's, let's take this, uh, this storyteller and let's just ruin every single pit of his life. You know, let's take all of the money that he has possibly squirreled away. And, um, you know, we're, we're giant tycoons of the, of the air travel industry. We, you know, we need all of this guy's money. You know, so of course I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect any of you to have, have done what I asked, which is to fill out the comment cards on your table, um, and, uh, you know, perhaps show up, you know, in court to defend me against this spurious lawsuit. But hey, hey that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, just as a, as a slight note, if any of you are sending me any fan mail lately, uh, you can address it to uh, the garbage bin around back because I can no longer afford my room here. Um, so thank you all so very much for that. You know, but uh, I, I'm not here for the money, obviously. I'm not here for the... For the, for, the, for the frivolity of it all. I'm not, I'm not here for the finer things. You know, I'm here to tell a story and damn it, I will tell it the best I can, regardless of how ingracious my audience may be. So anyway, um, well, you, you've, you've picked a, a, just a plum time to join um, if, you, if you're new. <laughs> I apologize, it's usually not all like this. You know, I don't browbeat the audience in and, and every single time, but you know, this time, you know, honestly, they deserve it. All, most of them deserve it, okay? But yes, anyway, this is, a, this is an exciting time for the brute force because they have, this is the part, everyone knows this part of the story when the truth of the world was revealed to the brute force. Um, this is the part where Agarion resurfaces and um, has his stories to tell about the way the world was formed and, and all of the, the brute force's place in it and, and talks a, a great deal about, um, you know, the future and uh, the gods and, and all of those wonderful bits. So, um, honestly, it's, um, this is the part most people know very, very well. Um, but, you know, again, I was, I was present for a lot of the conversation so, you know, I believe I could give a little bit of nuance that your run-of-the-mill storyteller cannot provide. So let's see, where were we last time? We left off. Uh, the crew had recently arrived at Glacier Moss, where they had been uh, reassembled after, you know, several days apart from one another. And it was evident all throughout the streets that a 
large festival of some sort was going on where they found out it was the Alondia's next top Paragon contest, which, you know, Alondia, they do their things their own way, you know, so they always put on this big contest for, for, for you know, the next Paragon. Um, so this was, um, you know, fortuitous timing, obviously. Uh, so once they'd arrived, you know, they had expected that they would be able to connect with Agarion, who Lola had reached out to via message to receive only the two words, Snowbroth Valley. That's a compound word, Snowbroth, so again, it, it counts. But suffice it to say, once they reached out again to Agarion in the streets of Glacier Moss, they found he was much closer than they ever imagined. Lola is, um, just kind of silently mouth agape staring at him like, you son of a bitch. Agarion? <laughs> uh, uh, I... Is Crash to go with you? I would appreciate maybe a little discretion with the names, you know, out in public, Sorry. as uh, it were. Arthur, is Crash Rabbit <laughs> with you? <laughs> um, yes, I mean, not presently, but we, 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 we are staying here in town. Uh, picking her jaw up off the floor, Lola kind of points a finger right at him and is like, we would appreciate not pinning all this shit on us. I can understand your upset. Um, she narrows her eyes at him. <laughs> could we perhaps have this discussion elsewhere? Oh, this is why you didn't want me to smash your head with that rock. Because you weren't. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that would not have gone well for me. Also, quick point of clarification. Uh, Mort, who's... Who's Crash Rabbit? I'd lean over and whisper and as I say, I was talking about Clash Tiger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That code words. Very cool. And Ezra kind of taps the side of his nose. And 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 Lola kind of points towards the ship and points back at Agarian and is like, you, there. Well, I mean... If you would like, if you would like to speak to me, I mean, we can obviously have a conversation. Kind of wishing I'd smashed your head with that rock. <laughs> um, perhaps your opinion will change on that. Oh, uh, you know what they say about opinions. <laughs> We're all just staring blankly at Ezra. Everybody has one. Uh, no, I, I was, I was, I was asking. A, I know it came out rhetorically, but I was asking. I was legit. Do you know what they say about about? About pin about pinions. That if they if if they're broken then a, a bird cannot fly. That's the one that that's what they say. So uh yeah. is that what happened to you, Lola? Uh what no, I I mean I fell down a mountain. Yeah, but did you break your pinions? <laughs> uh, actually te technically yes, that is exactly what happened. Your flight <laughs> feathers were, were damaged irreparably in the fall. <laughs> she points out of it because says, You there I point I turned her more and uh Lola <laughs> Uh, when I should, you know, just bonk him on the head one good time when you just carry him? <laughs> well, that gives it some, uh, I, some, a real considering thought. It's like, I no. I think he'll, he'll come willingly. Oh, I absolutely have no reason well, not to. He who hesitates is lost, is the thing that Ruth said. But I'm not sure it makes sense, but let's go! <laughs> okay. Alright, you guys go back onto the ship. Um, so I, 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 I'm certain that you all have several questions, uh, with regards to the last handful of months. Speaking of hands, you have them now. 
Ah, uh, yes, again, an illusions. Uh, I, I did say at the time, uh, Lola, that they can be very powerful. Uh, it's worth keeping an eye out for at all times. We're always learning. Didn't think I had to worry about it with you, to be honest. Yes, I apologize for not uh, fully informing all of you, but I had reason to believe uh, that someone in uh, our, our party was uh, not being honest. Uh, a spy, as it were. Was but it was Dickory. Dickory. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah! Great minds! And we up to high five. Real cool, like in Top Gun when they're playing beach volleyball. Oh, uh, what? Actually, I had that question for you as well. Have, have you found him? Have you heard from him? No. Put it bluntly. <laughs> no, no, we haven't. The, the last is... we saw, he was outside the the tomb. Yeah. Well, um, I have not heard from him either. I, when I left the tomb, I had assumed. I would find him, you know, hiding somewhere. But uh, he was gone, and uh, the Sharabi was, was dead. And uh, I've, I've, since that point, had feared for the worst. So it, it, is, it is possible that you might be right. It, it might have been Dickory. That little dick. So one, one quick question, a very important one, I, I think. Um, are you killing Paragons, or are you trying to stop them getting killed? Ah, uh, well... Um, is there a is there a both option? Not no, usually. <laughs> Unless it's what type of pie do you want? Then there's a both. So there's a there's a there's a there's a lot more to this than I think. Obviously, any of you have been have been privy to at this point. Um, so to answer your question, uh, yes, we have uh, had to dispatch of some of the paragons. Uh, I believe if you would allow me to tell uh my reasons that you would find them uh sufficient well i mean i hope so our, our whole mission is now over so we got all that time in the world uh i would not be so certain uh, about that uh I, I i feel that you are here at, at the perfect time um your mission I, I i feel might be to to win here what the win the next top paragon competition? Uh, absolutely, yes. But then, but then you would kill us or dispatch us. I have hope that you would see reason that others might not. Oh. Okay. Well, I think perhaps you better explain. Yeah, yourself. I think we should drop some chairs the, uh, here, and the floor is yours. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he pulls up a he pulls up a a, a chair. It's uh, spins it around backwards. sits down. Uh, you know, <laughs> Hello, fellow it. kids. <laughs> I just want to wrap with you all for a minute about the uh, issues that we've been having here. You may remember uh, a few months before our trip out to the Elysian Sands, I was called, summoned to Oster uh, for um, a great celebration of five hundred years of council rule. And I don't know if you have had experience like this before, but do you ever have something that's just a question in your mind that you can't put to rest, that no matter how often you return to it, you can't find an answer to? How much time do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had one such question uh, from my childhood, actually, uh, at the Majors College in Oster. I uh, often visited the Colosseum there, 
Mort, you're you're from Asta. Surely you've been to the Colosseum. Yes, yes, I, I went there quite a lot, sir, uh, young strapping lad. It is a, a place of, of worship for some, uh, worshipping the heroes of this land that have come before and the paragons that, that live today. Uh, in there, in an alcove, each of the paragons that have come before have a, a massive window. Uh, not to anything outside, but just a well-lit stained glass window depicting their, their works here on Eorith. And uh, for many years, I, I had one question that, that buried deep in my mind. And it was, of all of the windows that, that rest therein, one was covered. And it was that of, of Belladonna Steel Honor. And at that name, like, uh, some of you, like, kind of recoil a little bit because this is the worst person that has ever existed She's on your planet. She's the person that tried to get all the relics, right? And yes. Start the Austin Reach War. Yes. Yeah. To be honest, Lola's been suggesting that they do the same thing a couple times now. So she <laughs> maybe doesn't. <laughs> well, her window exists still, or at least theoretically did. Um, behind some uh, boarded-up uh, planks and uh, curtain-drawn clothes. It is still uh, a place that, that people come to and look, but they do not see uh, the, the window that once was there. It's closed off from viewing. And that has always uh, made me question, what did it look like? What was this person uh, as a child and as a hero? What made her make the choices she did? But it's not an answer that we have ever been given. So while I was in Oster, I went to the Colosseum. I told myself it was to see Clash Tiger's window and to see what great deeds have been marked on there since we had left last. Uh, but I knew more that I was actually there to see for once and for all what that window looked like. I approached under the cover of darkness, drew back the curtains, and with a small spell, turned the boards covering them invisible, and I saw the largest window of any paragon that has ever lived. Her deeds went clear to the roof. The Colosseum is forty men tall. No one has a window this large. I saw a orphan raised on the streets who grew up supporting those around her. I saw a woman who created a home for her compatriots and grew to be a trusted advisor of a king who gained her powers as a hero through acts of good and kindness. I saw a window unlike any other where the only sword I ever saw was the one on her back and never at her hands. And that led me to many more questions. And he pauses because he's a little shaken up by the story he's telling uh, and pours himself a glass of water. Uh, are you perhaps stressing that Belladonna... Maybe wasn't to blame for the war? Not at all. Uh, she was... Oh, okay. <laughs> certain, certainly her, the acts that she committed were truthful. And uh, what was unknown, I suppose, and what has been twisted over the years were her reasons for doing so. You think that she found a reason to do what she did that was worthy, is what you're saying? I would say that... Uh, yes, and that we have taken up the same cause. You're trying to collect all the relics, is what you're saying? Yes, we are. And with some uh, 
with some of, well, okay, so frankly, with everyone, um, all of the paragons we have come into contact with so far have been loath to listen to reason on the matter. Uh, I, I'm not surprised, to be honest. And it is um, obviously unfortunate that they have met their demise in the process of this, but I, I assure you, the, the alternative is far worse for them. Ezra really wants to be taken seriously by Garyon, so he says, <laughs> Do you, Mr. Garyon, care to elucidate us to the, me- the natures as to uh, the befuddlements behind the pains of windows from childhood when you therein glanced upon, and now uh, reasons known unto you and before unto, and now when you have it, so you decided for same reasons to do. And he looks over at Lola and Morton gives like a thumbs up. <laughs> she gives him a thumbs up. I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> um, well spoken. Yes. Um, in studying the window, I uh, saw some, uh, some symbols that I recognized as uh, being related to a, a, a small city uh, on the southern edge of Oster, uh, now known as the, the City of Scars. But originally it was known as Oakenfell, perhaps even in your time, Mort. Yes, uh, that, that does ring a bell. It doesn't have much renown now, but at the time of Belladonna Steel on his life, that is where she was raised. It was uh, where she developed a, a home for, for people that were down on the luck, that needed support, needed food, needed clothing. Uh, and that home, it still remains. Though her acts have been buried, uh, her deeds have not. Uh, is it? By translated to the Temple of the Oaken Spire. I uh, know that is a very convenient uh, <laughs> n- name similarity. It, it's just that when we were there, that there were Belladonna Stillona's uh, symbols were in the the temple, and um, we we didn't oh, have a yes. chance to to examine them. Yes, you you will find that uh, that her symbol is on many uh, places of of renown and virtue throughout these lands. Uh, she traveled to, to many of them in search of, of truths. Uh, she was a, a, a well-read woman. If the window is to be trusted, she spent much of her time in book and investigating all different ancient areas throughout the, the lands of Eorath. And uh, I decided, uh, if you remember, I extended my stay a little bit in Oster. I immediately left the shackled city and uh, went to the City of Scars to try to find this place where... Veldonna Stielana had set up her, her life. Uh, I, I came in under the guise of a beggar, and they gave me food and shelter and clothing. And I stayed. Uh, the second day, I, I, I was helping. I you know, fed others, cleaned, did what I could. And I opened my eye to the world around me, trying to seek out any truth I could about her life here, anything she may have left behind. But I couldn't find anything. By the third day... I was asked to go down to the root cellar to retrieve some spices for dinner. And when I was down there, immediately it struck me a wave of recognition, something very similar to that window. It was calling from beneath the earthen floor. So later that night, under the cover of darkness, I dug out this, and he pulls out a very old and worn and musty tome. It is the diary of Belladonna Stielana, at least the one she kept before the Austin Reach. And in it, I found what she has found, or what she had found, that led her to her axe. It's a story older than even this one, older than the hundreds of years uh, that, that have happened since 
uh, her, her, her grasp for power. It's the, the ancient story, the one handed down for generations, the story of the celestial war. The, the war that killed a lot of the gods. The war that killed all but one. The gods, the architects of life, crossed the veil from the all-plane to do battle on the soul of Eorath. They fought for dominion over all living creatures as a final end to end this eternal balance. As told for centuries, the gods that numbered 13, the gods, walked onto the field of battle with their favored enemy in sight. The lion, god of justice, sought quarrel with the boar, god of anger. The wolf, the god of pain, hunted for the unicorn, god of dreams. The owl, god of knowledge, swooped down upon the fox, god of lies. The bull, god of labor, charged the goat, the god of greed. The dragon, god of freedom, set upon the spider, god of fear. The worm, god of death, finally faced the phoenix, god of faith. All met their counter in mortal battle, and all fell except one. The hyena, god of chaos, with no god to oppose it, slinked from combat to combat, undermining those who had gained the upper hand. The lion, teeth clenched upon the boar's throat, felt the hyena's mighty jaws close in on its tail. It turned, startled for a moment, and the boar buried a tusk in the lion's chest. They fell together, dead to this and all worlds. One by one the gods fell as the hyena made certain they were equally matched, and on that day the hyena alone emerged victorious and ascended back to the all-plain to hold dominion over Eorath, a world now born of chaos alone. That is the story we all know, but it is a lie. So this is the, the fundaments of, like, everything that you know about this world, of, like, the way the world is the way that it is, the way that nothing, you know, sometimes makes sense, is because the only god you have is, is the hyena. It's chaos, right? So he's hinting that, that the very fundaments of this world are wrong. Can we talk about how you're saying that your change of heart came from a book you found in the magic what led you to that book? Also, I met the lion. What? Oh, in your dream. You had a dream about a lion. He licked my hand and, and made it a diamond, and the hyena was there, and I punched. I did a big punch with a diamond hand from his tongue when he did a lick upon my fist. You guys remember that when I told you that? Yes. When you were trapped in the, the weather glass. Yeah. So a god has appeared to yeah, you as well. Met him, met him real good. I heard the hyena was there. Was doing, doing his laugh. So technically, uh, you just you just said it as well. Yes, after my first night there at the tenement, I was greeted with with strange dreams, and I saw visions that I I just cannot explain of gods, old gods, thought long dead. But I was visited by ghosts of those who have come before, and they are restless. That surely no one can deny. Oh, have you ever heard of the 14th god? Because we met this this sect that seemed to, to follow a 14th god, the sect of the, the 14th pillar or, or something like that, I believe they were called. Ah, yes. Fools, of course, you know. Who would ever believe such a thing? But even fools occasionally right can be twice right. twice a day? Like a broken <laughs> clock? There was... Uh, information in this book of a 14th god, the elephant, the god of order, 
And he was erased from everyone's memories and everyone's belief structures and locked away. It was evenly matched in that battle. The hyena did not have the upper hand. The way that, that the story is told in the diary, it's all gods met their match there on battle. The hyena met with the elephant as well and all perished as they had done time and time again into time immemorial. It was not the only time the gods fought here on, on Eorith, but it was the last. Pretty ironic, right? Since elephants don't forget. And we forgot them! We forgot the elephant, Lola. 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 <laughs> She's gay. She oh. doesn't even look at Ezra, but she gives, pulls her hand up and gives him a high five. It's still looking at Agarian and like, uh... It was, it was this information that uh, led us to the tomb in the Elysian Sands. The idea that there was perhaps a 14th god. Yeah, that, that was, in, in fact, where we met the, these followers of the, the 14th pillar. Yes, well, uh, and it was there that our suspicions were confirmed. It is there uh, beneath the dais, wrapped in cloth, that we found a 14th relic, a great sword, and it had the runes upon it that labeled it Order's Edge. How great was this sword, exactly? I mean, it was a pretty amazing sword. You gotta understand how far to fetch this sounds, Master, she says. And then she, she, like, grimaces after she says Master, because she's still pissed at him. It does sound far-fetched, but there is reason why this would be withheld from everyone. The the ones that, that were responsible for this, I dare say, was the council itself. They have some reason, whatever nefarious purpose it may be, to keep the gods dead. And their rebirth relies on our returning these relics to them. It's part of their soul that cannot be removed from them until we return all of them. We will never have gods again, except chaos. And that's what Belladonna was trying to do, was it? To bring the gods back? Her goal was to was to do just that, but she underestimated the power of all of these relics. And um, it requires a lot more than one person. It requires, um, well, it requires several uh, to band together and do what must be done to return these items to where they came release the gods from their prison underground, and release all of the dead back to, uh, well, wherever the dead go. Are you saying the gods are currently underground? Yes, and I'm have out. been. <laughs> I am out. I know the song about that. From my man Jamtooth. I'm not helping any of the gods in the ground. They will eat your head and steal your wife. Ah, uh, yes, a fanciful tale, but, um... I've I've learned certain things over the course of gathering some of these um, less known relics, I suppose. Um, Mort, can you do you remember um, anything from your time when you were dead? Um, I mean, no, I, I was dead. <laughs> right, you were. Yet, so is your friend Jamtooth, correct? Yeah, I met him. He's a tree. He's the roots. And. I have many friends that are dead, yet still speak. I told you guys, I told you, and you looked at me like I was full of dookie when I said I met Jamtooth, he told us not to feel bad, I met him in the Stoke Kingdom, and you all were super patronizing about it, and I pretended like I didn't notice, but I noticed. And we got Gary, 
saying that it happens. So now you all owe me a pie. Cross that action. Uh, if you would like, um, I only offer this as an option for you because it is hundred uh, percent your choice. But I can remove the the block that is on your mind for a slight moment to uh, allow you to experience what you had experienced for those years you laid dormant. I have wondered why I didn't recall any kind of afterlife. Um, okay, I'm a little worried, but yes, I, I wish to remember. All right, it will be but a moment. And he walks up to you and touches you in the middle of your forehead, and immediately you are overcome with grief and fear. And if you had skin, you would be crawling out of it. You are trapped. You are silent. You are unable to move, but you are very much awake, and you have been for what feels to you centuries, but the rational you would know has only been maybe a year and a half at this point. And immediately he pulls his hand away, and it's gone. The intensity of it is gone, but the knowledge of it is not. That you felt and were conscious when you were dead, and it was excruciating. You also remember yelling out names and cursing names and calling to whatever God may serve. And you remember calling for your brother a lot during that time. That, that was that was awful. That was Mord. Are you are you okay? That was nothing. But I it felt like I, I wasn't dead. It's it's hard to describe. I I was just laying there. My my soul, my my spirit, what whatever you want to call it, didn't go anywhere. It just stayed in my body. That is what happens that's what happens when, when death is dead. It's what happens when, when justice is, is dead to, to judge those. Is this what happens to everybody? Until we fix what's wrong that's, it is. That's awful. Oh oh my that Poor fellow that Lola burned to death. Oh, why did you? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Just I'm thinking of the the deaths we've caused. The the poor soldier that's had his head blown off by Ezra. I shot him right between the eyes. They're, they're all there still. They're, oh my word! And what about animals? Do does does it happen to them too? Uh, yes, it, it it does, I believe. I pick up Rufus and hold him close. So, uh, hopefully you can see um, the reasons for the actions we have had to take. We did not relish in the murder of people we had once called friends, but their deaths eventually were an inevitability in this world. But their ability to move on past that relies on our ability to get these relics and do what must be done with them. To set right this world. Uh, but what makes you believe that, that this is what needs to be done? That this will fix everything? It was the way that these were formed. It, they were So the, the battle happened. Everyone died. But the hyena did not move on because a priest whose name has been forgotten to the ages had been given a shard of the god's soul. That shard was turned into the first of the relics, Mania's Path. And from that, all other relics began. That priest was able to move from battlefield to battlefield at the speed of a god and steal from each of the gods part of their essence. And with that, all of the relics were made. And until such a time as they are returned, the gods will remain dead. Yet the hyena lives 
Which begs the question, what has happened to Mania's path itself? Lola, Lola's nodding, 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 and like it's it's like a dawning realization on her. And then she turns right to Ezra and says, holy shit, you said you met a god and we didn't believe you, huh? Yeah, you guys don't believe a lot of things I say. You didn't believe me about the Stoke King. You didn't believe me about the Lion King. You didn't believe me about the Hyena King. You believe me about old Jamtooth living as a root. The list goes on. Actually, that's the whole list, but, you know. Oh, no, I'm sure the list was longer, but there was probably some stuff on there that was bullshit as well. That's a, that's a, you know, it's a Russian nesting doll of lies. You know what I mean? Ezra, I'm sorry. It's all right. Me too, I'm... Terribly sorry we, we didn't believe you, Ezra. Uh, you you were having a tough time of it at, at the time. We we thought you were just losing everything. We, we thought you'd gotten crazy, to be honest. I mean, little column A, little column B, if we're all being, if we're in, you know, the truth, truth circle here. Uh, we will definitely listen more carefully to everything you're saying from now on. Where is Clash Tiger? Yes, uh, where is he? Uh, he is he is within the city. Um, um actually, he's with uh, the rest of his retinue. How many of you um, knew about this and left? Well, it was uh, myself and Clash Tiger, um, Kamara Bellwether, and um, Guilty Glimmer Boots. Do you still have his boots? He's been worried <laughs> about that. Actually, pushes her <laughs> her backpack <laughs> farther underneath her cloak. Is like no. Uh, did did Greg come with you as well? Who is Greg? I don't know. There's always an NPC called Greg. Oh. So. No, no. These are all people that you actually know. It was everybody except for Hoff because he did is actually there, die. Is there a reason you're you're, uh, you're coming to us coming to us now, my dude? Because you uh, definitely were trying to pin the whole uh, thing on us. And is it now because you've heard about our deeds? Right, our deeds, Mort. Our deeds? I, I, yes, deeds. I, I don't think anybody was trying to pin anything on us, exactly. No, no, Mort. That, to some extent, I think maybe they were a little... I mean, we were just there to perpetrate the lie, weren't we? Well, there were, there was a few purposes to, to your actions. Uh, one was to presumably protect Dickory, who it turned out was not necessary to protect, I guess. Um, additionally, uh, we were hoping that you would uh, get word back to Merkheim quickly so that they could uh, reach out for a new relic and, in the process, liberate uh, Merkheim from a, a terrible king. I mean, given one of you the, 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 the role of Paragon. And uh, hopefully we would be able to reason with you. Yeah, I mean, it didn't happen as quickly as you would have liked due to the fact that you got stuck in a tomb and had to get teleported across the world. Um, But it did happen eventually. Mick is uh, Paragon now. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Oh, yes. No, I I actually heard about that. You're uh, not not planning to kill her too, are you? I would hope that we would be able to reason with her. Uh, Maybe. And so, well, what what's the plan now? Just keep going after more relics. Well, yeah, let's 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 tally it How up at this point. How many have you got at the moment? Uh, that's exactly was was where I was going. Uh, so, Clarity's sight, obviously, Clash Tiger's helmet uh, still resides with us, as does Fury's brand, um, the sword um, from Dinderast. Uh, let's see. At this point, we have uh, the Dream's Flight, the bow from here, Alondia. Um, there's uh, Faith Fortune, 
uh, which was the shield from Farith. We do have Honor's Law, which was the hammer from Renfell. Uh, Great touch, I believe. We have sewn up, or at least plans to to, to get those the gloves from Gurn uh, within the next few days here. Um, so we're we're about uh, oh, and Dreads Dreads pace the the boots from Serestia also as well. So we're almost almost knocked them all out at this point. Um, so that the that pro- provides a, a wonderful uh, situation because um, so many new paragons will be headed to Asta and they will have to open up the vaults and uh, bring out the rest of the relics. Uh, and at a certain point, they might have to explain why one is missing. Are we, are we going to be planning a heist? I've always wanted to plan a heist. They sound rather exciting. Oh, it would it would not go well for us, I don't think, bursting into the vaults of the Council of Mages. Uh, I assure you, we are not capable of that. Well, I um, mean, with a, a heist, you don't go bursting anywhere, do you? It's carefully planned and dropping in from the ceiling on strings and stuff. It's wonderful. Well, uh, be that as it may, um, once they have to, to parcel out uh, the reclaimed relics from... Belladonna steel on his march. They'll have to explain why uh, Mania's path, the uh, the graves from uh, the hyena, are no longer there, and that might cause some uh, more discussion on exactly what uh, what these relics mean uh, to to the council and themselves. Where are they? I would assume that they have been reunited with the hyena, and that is why it reigns alone. I see. Okay. Um. So I guess we we have to become a paragon to get one of these relics from the vault? That would certainly make things uh, a lot easier. Uh, I would do it myself, but I, I feel like I might be recognizable. Uh, we thought about Clash Tiger for a while there. You know, he would certainly win in a pinch, but even the best illusion would fool uh, some of the, the people in the audience here. So, yeah, I thought maybe uh, that would... Uh, be something up your alley. All right, I'll do it. I'll become the paragon. All right, and you under—you understand that the process there is you become the paragon to get the relic to help us destroy the existence of paragons in general. Correct. Come again. Uh, we're going to take the relics and then reunite them with the gods, and then no one will be heroes above others. We would all be equals upon the land at that point. Wait, why would why would we be all equal? Do I get to keep the big the big paragon house? They get to keep the house. Um, well, I, I, they don't customarily come with uh, estates. It's, it's quite possible with a contest of this size that, that there is an estate. I mean, legally speaking, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. You should Wait. consult one. But uh, I he turns to more. More paragons don't come with houses. I thought that was part and parcel of the thing. You had a big, cool, cool house. No, I mean, I, I guess depending on how heroic your deeds are some people may try and give you houses but I, I think you're not meant to accept them if they do but but no they they don't come with a house I rescind my name <laughs> <laughs> I mean if we if we all enter then that, that increases our chances of at least one of us winning right uh, uh, absolutely yes I mean it, the other option is is that you could enter as a, as a as a as a candidate and their retinue which would 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 work as well I mean there's there, there's that option in which case if you wanted to support one another I mean that actually might be um, preferable but yeah I mean there's certainly certainly something to be said about putting as many slips into the into the hat as possible and if we lose we always just kill the person that wins or, or sorry we dispatch them. 
if they won't listen to reason. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I like how you give yourself an out there. They won't listen to reason. Very cool. Very, very cool. You, you have to remember what happens to people that, that die now. Um, I, I'm not comfortable dispatching anybody anymore. Not that I was particularly beforehand, but... Here's, here, here is something that you must uh, come to terms with. Everyone will die. The question is, is, will they experience what you experienced for two years for the rest of eternity? Or will we give them some rest? So the actions we take here changes the path for everyone. And it was actually 15 years, by the way, but... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm not an expert on you. I, you I, I think we've talked like three times, so... You were a lot cooler before you were a religious zealot. Um, let's go enter this contest. I'm tired of hearing about his magic book that he found in the desert. I, I, I'd quite like to, to see Crash Tiger again before, beforehand. Fuck that guy, Ezra says. Uh, uh, Lola um, nods in agreement and says, yep, fuck all y'all, she says, and walks off the boat. Yeah, we're all equals now, bub. So uh, we're going to go do our own thing, and you can, uh, if we win, I'll toss you the, the trophy, because who gives a shit? It doesn't come with a house. What am I going to do with the trophy? I'm still going to be able to punch people's friggin' dicks straight into the dirt. So uh, you can have the trinket, and then uh, we'll just do whatever. We're equals! <laughs> All right. Lola's already marching down the gangplank into the city. <laughs> okay. So you guys going to to sign up for uh to to join the competition? Hell yeah! There's a sign up booth. Lola's muttering under her breath the whole walk there. There's fucking you just sling me out. Doesn't even matter. What is? There'd be more from Avalon. The whole walk. Uh yeah, it's it's real far, real far uh -huh, walk. She does it a lot then. Ezra turns <laughs> turns to Mort. Uh, looks like I'm not the one who has the screws loose now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys, you guys approach the sign up well, booth. Well, right before we get to the sign up booth, um, Lola kind of like spins on her heels and stands right in front of you guys, and is like, "I have come to a very important decision." Uh -huh. Fuck them, she says, pointing back towards the boat and them. Now, now, fellas, we, we we have to we have to do this, right? Do we? But okay, here's the thing: they're going around assassinating people. You're cool with that, Mort? Doesn't seem no, like you'd be I, cool I'm not with that. Cool with that part, but I, the the overall plan—it's—it's something we have to do. We just have to avoid killing the people if we can, possibly. I mean, you—you you don't understand what it was like. Uh, you would not want to spend an eternity just lying in a box no. in the ground. No, 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 Mort. We should do this thing. If this is the truth, yeah, absolutely. If I, I mean. He corroborated everything Ezra said. We should absolutely do this thing. But fuck them! Yeah. We can do it our way. Yeah, we should also, kill them. But, uh, Ezra! Does <laughs> that know where we're going that. with this? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, I... Fuck it. I'm going to get better at magic. I've been focusing everything on finding Agarion... When I could have been using that to become more, become better, I'm gonna become better than him. Oh my god. Fuck yes. Montage! <laughs> <laughs> Lola is a traveling across the land. 
And she's zapping stuff, climbing ropes, and learning how to fly. Marty's there, sharpening sticks and having a zap through them as we're flinging them out of face while she's blindfolded. And look at the lizard. But after he's brewing up a stew. That's right, she taught an animal how to make a potion. Magic is the only way for Lola to save the day. There's a, a montage of Lola doing a bunch of magic. Except there was no montage. It's just Ezra just singing and describing right at them. As someone's, as someone is sitting there waiting at a sign-up booth, just like, um, yes. Yeah, so, did you say that you were signing up as a team or individually? Lola slaps her hand on the the desk and she says, "We're a team." Ooh, ooh, uh, chills right down the spine. You know, that's hero talk if I ever heard it, right? And I didn't actually hear it. I mean, I heard it. I heard it later um, when they told me what they had said, and um, they recounted a little bit of it. And then I asked around um, to some of the people that were standing around trying to get their impression of it. And they were like, "Oh yeah, she slammed the table," and she said, "You know, we're a team." Um, but I was actually still on the boat at this time. I didn't know there was going to be a dramatic moment where I would have tagged along. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, um, so there they were, getting ready to sign up. And boy. <laughs> It's the moment that a lot of you have been waiting for, I'm sure, uh, because uh, as you know, it was in that line that things changed dramatically for the brute force. It's when they uh, they became the fighting force we know, right? Uh, it's when uh, their numbers increased by one, and I'm not talking about me because obviously my addition was huge, but this is also a pretty good addition too. But we'll get back to that next time here at the Gilded Ram, Grog House and Tea Room. Make sure and tip your Minotaur bartender. Um, tip everybody. Why not a tip? Tip anybody you'd like to. You know, if you're throwing tips around, why not? You know, if somebody's out there performing service for you, maybe throw a little money their way. They could be in debt. Who knows? You know, do do whatever. You know, tip whoever you like. I will see you next time. Hey there, potatoes. If you didn't get a chance to tune into the charity stream last weekend, we had a pretty important announcement that we wanted to make to you all. Yeah, we've been working with Die Hard Dice to create this really cool hybrid set of fudge dice, which you can use as dice for fate or as a normal D6. They're metal, so they're weighty and they feel awesome. And they have the Brute Force logo and our specialized Brute Force dice. They look really awesome. If you want to have a look at them, you should be able to find a picture of the Brute Force Twitter account, which is at Brute Force Cast. I can never remember. Brute Force Cast? Brute Force Cast. Sure. Let's go with that. If you wanted a chance to get your hands on a set of those dice, we're going to be putting them up on Patreon sometime soon. So keep an eye on Twitter and we'll let you know when. We've got a couple of reviews we want to read here. Do you want to take it away, Carol? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant cast and execution by John D. Mixie. Uh, this is a five-star rating that said I had my doubts. Wait, no, I didn't. This crew from episode one were spot on and perfect for a chap like me. I love each and every episode and sit biting my nails for the next one to come out. If you have mixed feelings about listening, shoot the one that says no and give it a go. You won't be disappointed. I went Irish there at the end. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. 
Well, thank you for that, Carol. It's Jeff here. I've got another review to read for you. Love It by Pokemon in D&D. Keep it going, I need to hear all the stories from this bard. I'll even get zest if it comes to that. I don't know what zest is, but we appreciate that you're going to get it for us. Um, so please feel free to follow us on Twitter at BrewForceCast. I'm at Animated Me with the Eases Threes. I'm at Nudza with a Z, not a Z. Adam is at the Adam Bash. And Patrick is Patrick underscore Rankin. <laughs> sure. So thank you for listening. And what's that thing we say? Crest you later. Wink. <laughs>